Hello. Welcome and thank you for joining us and listening to our podcast, The God Beyond the Bible. Our podcast is released weekly each Friday. The content of each episode is based on the questions and curiosities we all have about God and the Bible. Many of our topics are considered taboo in the minds of the mainstream church. You will find our discussions to be, I think, refreshing and often far from traditional. But we don't just skirt around these complex issues, but confront them head on, and not in the way you're used to hearing them discussed on typical Christian talk shows. I'm Alan Rowland, creator and host of The God Beyond the Bible. As of the launch of this podcast, I've been a pastor for more than 35 years. My co-host is my daughter, Trayson, and our engineer, co-producer, is my daughter, Tabitha. Our mission is to encourage our audience, along with us, to open our minds to the reality that God is simply too big to be fully explored or experienced by the reading and studying of a single ancient work. In short, the Bible's not the sum of God, and to think this is to limit what He has done, is doing, and what He will do in our future. So with introductions made, thank you for listening, and let's dive into the topic of the day. And welcome, Seekers, to episode number 115 of God Beyond the Bible, the podcast made by Seekers and for Seekers. This is, a, this is our fourth and final episode dedicated to our June series on fear and the worry and anxiety that accompany fear. But first, we've got a shout out to Little Moon. We're glad to have you listening. You bet. And our quote is, and you probably heard us say this in maybe the very first episode of June, but if the tiger is not in the room, why are we reacting as though it is? Good question. I struggle with that one still. <laughs> we spent the last episode giving what we believe to be helpful suggestions as to how we might combat our own fearful thoughts that evolve into worry and anxiety. Our main point is that it is our belief that fear is the culprit And worry and anxiety are just our mind's way of dealing with that perceived danger, which is really only a scenario that we've scripted and played out in our own minds. We think that acknowledging that we have a fearsome worry problem is a great first step. It means there's hope for recovery as long as we can step back, observe, and be aware that this is a habit of thinking of everything in terms of the worst case scenario, and it is detrimental and it creates an unnecessary deficit in our quality of life. Fear and the worry and anxiety that it so often is associated with have a negative effect on every aspect of our life. That is our emotional, our mental, our spiritual, and even our physical health is directly affected by our minds creating a fearful circumstance. So the brain sends out fight or flight signals so that all the hormones, the steroids, the adrenaline that's pumped up the heart rate, the rapid pulse and the shortness of breath and all of these other things we would normally have if we were in a situation where a bear was chasing us, you know, a life and death dangerous situation with the complication that we're not actually going to fight or flee because the threat's not really a threat. It's just a thought. That's right. And as we have already stated in other episodes, since we don't use up the chemicals and the secretions that stop our digestion, increase the heart rate and blood pressure and such, our body is left to deal and try to dissolve, to deal with and try to dissolve these chemicals and compounds, which according to professionals has a very adverse effect on our overall health and well-being. And I want to go ahead and stop here and say I would suggest to anyone, if you are really struggling with anxiety and maybe you're not in a place where you want to go be put on medication or you're not at a place where you can really 
push everything to the side. Try taking a walk. Just a short well, ex- little walk. Anything that will push you know those why? chemicals out of your body. I'm going to say because exercise, mm-hmm. exercise, yes. remember it's fight or flight. And exercise will push that stuff. Well, that, that'll get, the body will actually use up that instead of it sitting and as we said in one episode sitting and stewing in our own juices yes. <laughs> you will be amazed how much difference a short walk is can it make it is now that we have acknowledged that we have a problem as we suggested it seems logical to take steps to greatly limit or even eliminate our sources and triggers of fear uh, and that will likely mean going on a media diet Avoiding news and media that thrive on feeding us biased information designed to create fearful thoughts and thus trigger the desired response uh, of reacting as though the worst case scenario they have presented us with is currently a reality. I'm going to put a plug in here. If you feel that you absolutely have to watch some news for a little while until you can totally detox yourself and quit, try watching something like Newsy where they're going to give you news but they're not going to give you any opinionated no information there's no commentary this right happened there, yeah. today in this place and they're going to move on to the next story and you can start yourself with that and then you can totally eliminate you're talking about this. sort of weaning yourself off and you're yes. going to find out that that's not satisfying exactly you're going to find out that's not satisfying your mm-hmm. desire to because you're you actually get addicted to fretting over the worst case you're you're addicted to the sensationalism it's nothing it's really not different guys than we laugh at these people who call themselves adrenaline junkies who are constantly looking for a huge thrill of mm -hmm. you know jumping out of an airplane or doing this wild ride but the truth is that those chemicals are addictive no matter how they are released into your system was it still me? Mm-hmm. Yes. A good personal challenge is, even if you're not a, a chronic fearsome warrior, uh, a good challenge is just take a medium fast. Yes. That is, don't read, listen to, or watch any so-called news reports, even on social media, for a short period. And note how you feel emotionally, physically, even how your <clears throat> sleep is affected. And you might just be pleasantly surprised at your improvement. You will also discover that the world didn't end just because you weren't aware of everything, every tragedy that happened on the planet. And I want to say about your girl's mom, Twana, I've told her that. She's going through those spells of having trouble sleeping. I said, honey, I walk past you. I look at yeah. you at, the, at night, and you're sitting there with media. You're sitting going through Facebook. and all th- I said, that's the worst thing you can do before you go to sleep. Well, and you have to remember, too, to it's not just media. When you have your friends on there that are experiencing a tragedy, you don't realize how much you take that on yourself. Yeah. You do. Just seeing you it because you do care. That's right. Okay, we suggested that you step back and ask, is the thing I'm so fearful of and worried about a fearful threat or a fearful thought? And I'll guarantee you 99.9% of the time, it's a fearful it's thought. A thought. Yeah. Remember, if the tiger is not in the room and I'm reacting as though the tiger is in the room, then I'm a victim of fearful thought, not fearful threat. But my brain and body do not discriminate between real and perceived threat, so it is reacting as though it is a fight or flight circumstance. Learn to utilize meditation, guys. It really works. There are literally hundreds of guided meditations that deal with these positive affirmations and eliminating fear, eliminating (laughs) fear and worry and anxiety. If you're a person of spirituality and faith, it may be necessary to rethink who you think God is 
or what you think his character is. Your personal image of God may have to change. Mm -hmm. That was a big one for me. Yes. Yes. Many people find that their image of God is a source for this triggering fear and worry and anxiety. People whose image of God, and there are many, especially in the Christian religion, people whose image of God is an image of an angry, frustrated, disappointed, and unpredictable God may find this to be a contributor to their fear, their worry, and their anxiety. As we've mentioned before, those in the modern organized church and Christian religion do not hesitate to use fear-mongering as a tool to advance their agenda. And sometimes it's because they've bought into it. The Most of the time, a it lot is. of it is they've yes. bought into it themselves. You're, bu- you're bought into it by saying, I'm saving these people. Yes. I'm actually, if I can, you know, there used to be a deal in the evangelistic. You got to get a person lost before you can get them saved. Lost means scared scared mm-hmm. of their condition you must be fearful of their condition uh we mentioned that the fear of sickness death and change is our most common triggers for fear worry and anxiety the belief that we will answer to a rigid angry and vengeful god when we die doesn't alleviate these fears no. remember what we really fear is loss loss of health or current quality of life that might occur with sickness Loss of personal consciousness and awareness or even punishment and judgment that might come with death. Loss of our comfortable and familiar routines that come with change. One suggestion that might be advantageous to us is an observation by Dr. Mel Robbins. You can find her on YouTube with videos such as The Secret to Stopping Fear and Anxiety. Dr. Robbins asserts that fear is the same emotional is in the same emotional category as excitement. She says that many of the physical reactions are the same. The same increased heart rate, rush of adrenaline, shortness of breath that we get with fear is similar to what we get when we're about to get on a roller coaster. Yet we associate those bodily reactions with excitement and thus by the time the roller coaster ride is over, we've depleted the levels of chemical secretions to the the degree that they do not adversely affect the body. Have you ever thought of that? I haven't. Your mouth gets dry. Everything. And she says, well, we're going to go ahead and talk about some of hers there. But yeah, she talks about how that she just had this intense, and Tracy's going to tell us about that, that this intense fear of being before an audience. And And she turned it to excitement in her brain. She convinced her brain that it was exciting. And that's really why we mentioned it, because she has had this intense fear of public speaking. And since part of her career requires it, she has started convincing her brain that that fear is really excitement. And she'll say things aloud like, wow, this is going to be awesome. I'll bet there are over a thousand people here. I'm here to help these people and they are here seeking help. And all I have to do is relate my knowledge and my experience to them. And it may change their life for the better. And she claims that this technique really works for her. And it suggests that we use this whenever we can, such as when we have to perform tasks or make an appearance that brings out the fear of the judgment and the critique of the audience. And that's really what our fear is. Mm-hmm. The critique yes. of the audience. Another thing we should mention is that since the thing we are fearing is really a creation of our own mind or a suggestion of a worst case scenario by someone else the media who wants to who wants a certain fear response from us some professionals suggest that we write the script and play the video with a positive outcome even the best case scenario 
Think about how unlikely it is that all the things that have to align themselves for the worst case scenario to play out. It's kind of like a plane crash. About a dozen or so things have to all happen at just the right time. And that means all the redundancy, all the precautions, uh-huh. everything. About a dozen or so things have to all line up and happen at just the right time in just the right sequence for an airliner to crash. It does happen, but it is rare. It is rare because if just one of the dozen or so things does not line up, the plane, the plane lands safely. Does, And life is really that way. Yes, some factors do align themselves in a way that the worst case scenario does occasionally play out. But if we set and play it out in our minds, it doesn't stop those rare <laughs> cases from occurring. And in the meantime, mentally, emotionally, and mentally... Well, I think physically, still, yeah, I mean, physically, physically yeah, yeah. we have put ourselves through the thousands of virtual plane crashes, all unnecessary and all at our own mental, emotional and physical expense. There's a quote that I absolutely love, and I'm sorry I have forgotten who said it, but the quote is something along the lines of there's only one thing in my life that I cannot survive and there's nothing I can do about that one thing. That's right. And that has been one of the most calming things for myself with my anxiety to go, okay, if this is the big thing that I can't survive, then there's nothing I can do about it by worrying. And if it's not, then life's going to go on tomorrow. It sure will. So the bottom line is that we can learn to effectively deal with the fearful thought scenarios that we are so accustomed to. We can all but eliminate worry, especially that unnecessary worry. We have the spiritual ability to step back and observe our own destructive behavior and take steps to make the necessary adjustments of thoughts and attitude that will result in an exponential increase in our emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being. Why do you think it is that the angelic realm has to greet us with the words, fear not? And Jesus himself greeted his audience with fear not. It just may be the single most needful encouragement that we could get, especially in this day where we are bombarded with fear-mongering at every turn. Well, we hope our discussion may help someone who's dealing with fear, worry, and anxiety by giving them the courage to identify the negative effects of fear on their quality of life and to take steps of seeking help. Uh, Seeking professional help has never been easier than in this age of online counseling and virtual sessions with trained professionals who are eager to help us find a path of healing and happiness. And as always, until next time, may the divine's unconditional grace, peace, and love be on in and radiate out from each of you, our fellow seekers, from all of us here at God Beyond the Bible. Did you enjoy listening to God Beyond the Bible? Do you have an idea for an episode? Connect with us today. Visit our website at godbeyondthebible.com, all one word, or send us an email at email at godbeyondthebible.com, or you can visit us on Facebook. Just type God Beyond the Bible into the search bar.